Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Beyond the Ropes, a boxing podcast brought to you by Easley Boxing Repeat. The place for the Northwest and boxing news, news, reviews, and interviews. Here's your host, Sean Basso. Welcome everybody, it's Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast and it's a little preview special. It's Carl Frampton and Luke Jackson, Tyson Fury and Francesco Pianetta this weekend and I just wanted to do a little short episode just to cover them fights because there's no main podcast episode this week. Uh, it's been a pretty difficult week this week guys, It's um, you've probably noticed the podcast has been a bit on and off for, for quite a few weeks now, you know some weeks we've been here, some weeks we haven't and there's been a bit of a change in personnel, you know we've not been able to get Cahill back on the show because he's really busy with work so Hamed's kindly stepped in and he's been doing a fantastic job for us but obviously with the move that I had that I said a couple of weeks ago very difficult move it was probably one of the most difficult house moves I've ever done in my life and I've moved a lot and then there was obviously the family bereavement the uh, the passing of my granddad unfortunately left a bit of a hole in, in my life and I think for anybody who's who's lost anybody in their life, you know, you kind of know how it feels. It's it's not the nicest thing in the world. A loved one, someone you've grew up, sort of idolising. It's uh, it's quite a difficult period of time, and it's it's kind of took me back a little bit, really. And it's kind of put my focus more on my family for the past few weeks, which is it's just only the right thing. So sort of the boxing stuff has took a little bit of a backseat, but as the new season's approaching, I'm back. I'm back with a vengeance. I'm I'm ready to rock for the new season. I'm ready to get this podcast. Re- rolling again getting some of the guests back on you know i've really enjoyed the podcast and we're nearly up to a year since the podcast started as well which is it's quite amazing really to to think that we've got a nice little fan base of listeners listening each week to us listening to some of the stuff we come out with and our opinions and i've got to be honest with you from the bottom of my heart it's it's so appreciated everybody that listens to it on a weekly basis i really appreciate you guys and you don't know how much it actually does mean to me to know that people out there listen to the podcast and enjoy it and i would like to start getting you guys to fire some feedback at us 
just some questions for us to answer on the show. Me and Hamid were talking. We wanted to get a question and answer session, you know, where we get everybody emailing through to us and telling us what opinions they've got. And I want to hear from people. That's what I want to do. It's I see a lot of the listens that come through and the downloads that come through, and it's nice to know that people from all over the world are listening to this podcast. But it's also even nicer to get feedback, and it's, it's even more uh, of a compliment to get feedback from people and just general questions about boxing, just what our opinions are on certain fights and certain situations in the boxing world at the moment and I'd really love to get everybody's thoughts on that. Anyway, enough of me rambling. Let's get to what the, this show is about today, the preview show. Tyson Fury makes his return to the ring and over the past couple of weeks myself and Hamed have covered Fury versus Wilder which is looking very possible. It's looking like it is definitely a done deal. If all of you have been following social media today, you'll know that Tyson Fury and Deontay well, they had a bit of a to do at the weigh in for the Payonetta fight. Uh, you could see if you look at the social media channels, you'll see the, the you know big crowds as usual and a bit of toing and throwing. A lot of people calling it pantomime, a lot of people calling it WWE. But to be honest with you, it just gets me excited for the fight even more. It, it does help sell the fight, it helps people buy into the fact that this is actually going to happen. And I think the word on the boxing street is that if Tyson Fury comes through Payonetta, which I, I do think he will then we will get the announcement on Monday of Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder, which, again, really, really exciting if that does come through on Monday. But let's just focus on what's going on on the show. I think what we've got coming up, really, is a decent show in Belfast, Carl Frampton's hometown, and I, and I do want to start with the Carl Frampton fight. I do feel like that's the place we should be starting, although a lot of the attention is on the Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder altercations that have happened today. But Carl Frampton is fighting Luke Jackson tomorrow night. It's for the interim WBO World Featherweight title. Not a lot's known about Luke Jackson. I mean, if you look at Luke Jackson as a, as a fighter, people will say, oh, you know, who is this guy? I mean, only hardcore boxing fans will know who Luke Jackson is. And if you've seen some of the videos, he's, he's quite an aggressive counter-punching fighter and probably will cause some problems for Frampton. But I do think Frampton's going to win. And I do think Frampton is, is a class above from what I've seen of Luke Jackson. I mean, looking at Luke Jackson's record, I can honestly say... I don't know anybody on his record that he's actually been in the ring with. And for me, that says it all, really. is He's is, is, is been in with a lot of fighters with mixed records. And Carl Frampton is his biggest test. It's a massive test for Luke Jackson. Can he come over to the Lions' den and produce an upset? I don't think he can. That, that is my honest opinion. I really don't think he can. For Carl Frampton, however, this is massive. This is a homecoming for him. And this is what it's built like. It's the homecoming for, for Belfast's son, Carl Frampton, who's looking to... to obviously get himself back a world title this is an interim world title that he's fighting for but for, 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 for me obviously this is a step for him to, to get them big fights again obviously he, he picked up this title from beating Nonito Donaire in his last bout but it's it's a step ready for that for that title shot again and I think that's what we want to see we want to see him back in with the big guys we want to see him back in with the Leo Santa Cruz's again because I think when you fight somebody like Luke Jackson who's not got the record or not got the uh, you know pedigree on paper to to, to to cause the problems that we want to see in in you know in a dogfight with Frampton I think it, it is a little disappointing I think it is more about 
the homecoming factor more than anything. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm sat here and it probably sounds like I'm slagging Luke Jackson off to the hills. I'm not here because he has got a 16-0 record, but he hasn't been in with anybody. That's my point. He's not been in with anybody uh, of quality note, and that's that's what I have the problem with here. So, I can understand why they're doing it. I can understand it's uh, an opponent on paper who's undefeated who could bring a test, but in the same sense, I, I personally want to see Southampton in with a, a, another level of great fighter. I mean, look at his last fight in Anito Donaire. I mean, yeah, he's probably a shell of his former self, like we've we've said in previous episodes, but he still gave a good fight. He's in the World Boxing Super Series. He's fighting Ryan Burnett in his first World Boxing Super Series fight. So he's not he's not that far shot, is he, really? He's not past it at all, because he's still going to be competing in that tournament. So it just goes to show you that he has still got it. But in terms of level of opposition, I do think it's a little bit of a step down personally. That is just my opinion. You know, feel free to, to, to email me and tell me otherwise or tweet me and tell me otherwise in this one but I do think it's a, a step down it'll be a fantastic atmosphere at Windsor Park tomorrow night and I think this is a really really great opportunity for Southampton to showcase his skills to the Belfast fans to the Irish fans to get them you know something that they've not seen there for, for quite a while nothing you know, they haven't seen a massive massive fight for, for a long time and this is a great card tomorrow night and I, I will actually give a little bit of props to Frank Warren here for this one because it is a decent card there tomorrow and I want to see you know how all these fights go down I mean obviously we've going to talk about Tyson Fury's fight but I also want to touch on the fact that we've got, we actually have got another world title fight on this card tomorrow as Paddy Barnes looks to become the World Boxing Council World Flyweight title Champion title champion that is against Christopher Rosales in only his sixth professional fight against a guy who's been in the ring 30 times as a professional he's got 27 wins and 3 defeats this is some ask but this is Paddy Barnes we're talking about a guy with an absolute fantastic amateur pedigree coming in against somebody who's got all the class all the skills to, 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 to beat Paddy Barnes essentially tomorrow night I mean I mean other than Lomachenko who else have you seen go up for a world title this early on in the career that's how confident they are in Paddy Barnes picking up the title tomorrow I mean Rosales beat Andrew Selby back in 2017 so Andrew Selby another great pedigree fighter so it just goes to show you he actually has been in with some great fighters himself a lot of his fights were over in Argentina he has been in with Cal Fire back in 2015 which he lost on points but it's not the point he's a WBC champion at flyweight Paddy Barnes is going into his sixth fight for the world title to me that's a massive step up huge step up for this one but it's not one that you can't see him not winning do you know what I mean he, he won he won a gold medal he won a gold medal so how can you not say this guy hasn't got pedigree he has he's got great pedigree and we've seen with all the amateur backgrounds of some of the fighters that have come through the ranks a lot of them have gone on to do fantastic things so for me this is a this is a massive fight for him do I think he's going to win this tomorrow I want him to don't get me wrong I do want him to win this fight but it's a it's a tough ask for him but with the whole crowd behind him the amateur background the pedigree he's got he could do this and it'd be a massive massive achievement for just his sixth professional fight it's definitely a fight that I think will will will, will do wonders for, for for the Irish boxing world if he picks up this title it's, it's you know there's more and more great Irish fighters coming out at the moment and obviously Cahill if you're listening we miss your Irish boxing updates we miss hearing about the some of the great prospects that are coming through the Irish ranks at the moment 
moment and, and breaking onto world level. So I'd love to get you back on and get you on the Irish boxing update updates again because uh, we do miss them. But like I was saying about Paddy Barnes, uh, I do I do think this is a big big chance. Can it come too soon for him? Yeah, it possibly could. I mean, we have seen it with the likes of Charlie Edwards. He went for a world title. I think it was like his 10 for 11 fight, and he came up short in that one. But uh, for me, I think Paddy Barnes is a guy that that really could do this tomorrow night. A fight that I am looking forward to. I want to move on then and go to uh, the one that I've been talking about. Then the one that's buzzing on social media today: Tyson Fury and Francesco Pianetta. It's not really the fight that people have been buzzing about to be honest it's the whole Deontay Wilder turning up I mean I don't know if you've seen the video uh, if you've not checked it out on our Instagram Eat Sleep Boxing Repeat or our Facebook Eat Sleep Boxing Repeat page and you can see where all of a sudden Deontay Wilder stood there at the side of the uh, the, the stage and he just shouts Bomb Squad and John Fury Big John Fury turns around and all of a sudden you just sort of get into this verbal altercation between the two uh, John Fury telling him he couldn't even beat him it's been quite entertaining now to see the fact that Deontay Wilder's come over and he's here for it and I think he's going to be part of the BT Sport team actually for this fight tomorrow so that's uh, going to be quite interesting you know, he does always come across quite well when he's when he's on the camera uh, for, for people like Sky Sports and BT Sport uh, off the camera though he's an absolute character but he's a character that brings attention to boxing so you can't really fault him for that and again him and Tyson Fury today afterwards having you know words between one another within the middle of a crowd it was uh, it was quite entertaining to see it like I said at the start of the show pantomime-ish WWE-ish yeah but at the end of the day it's entertainment as well as a sport and you've got to sell a fight and this you know we've seen this between the between one another and before uh, at the end of Deontay Wilder's fight in America and Tyson Fury got in the ring I think it was back end of 2015 and we've seen that and we always knew this fight was going to be a possibility and I think it was not on a lot of people's minds up until Tyson Fury came out a few weeks back and suggested that this fight could actually happen soon and I think it's if this you know if this does get announced on Monday providing Fury wins tomorrow night this is going to be huge it's going to absolutely piss all over Eddie Hearn's chips that's for sure it'll definitely piss on their chips because at the end of the day they were the ones that wanted this fight they were the ones that wanted the Joshua Wilder fight but yet the money was always seem to be an issue I mean I seen Eddie Hearn on the next gen show a couple of weeks ago he was asked about this fight happening and he said he's, he's, he was happy with it he's good for boxing he said you got to kind of think a little part of him's thinking shit we're going to lose this big ticket now but then again another part of me thinks actually no they're not because if Fury wins it just sets up a massive fight for, for Fury and Joshua in the future so I think either way it's a win-win situation this fight happening but let's get down to the actual fight tomorrow night and uh, against Francesco Pianetta, uh, Italian, decent fighter back in the day. I think now he's passed it just a little bit. I mean, he's been in with the likes of Kevin Johnson, who he's lost to, and we've seen Kevin Johnson's way past his best, and he's fighting Daniel Dubois soon as well. We've seen him fight Ruslan Jagaev. We've seen him fight Vladimir Klitschko and lose to these big-name fighters a few years ago. So... 
What do you make of the fight? Again, it's just another warm-up fight, isn't it, really? I mean, Tyson Fury's going to tie with this guy. The footwork, the head movement, the, the boxing IQ of the guy is, is, is brilliant. And I was listening to the, uh, again, I think I said it last week, the Joe Rogan podcast when they were talking about it with Macaulay Golkin. He said, this guy's going to cause everybody nightmares. And I think, he, I think you know, I've always said, I, I always said this, he's right. I think he's right. I think he will cause a lot of people nightmares. I think he'll cause Deontay Wilder nightmares. I think Deontay Wilder in that type of fight would look for the big bombs. But again, against uh, Payonetta tomorrow, it's, again, it just feels like a, an easy win. It just feels like a, an exhibition bout. That's what it feels like it's going to be tomorrow. It doesn't feel like it's going to be a competitive fight whatsoever. But Fury's just going to use his range, use his jab, and finish the fight when he wants to finish the fight, which it'll be disappointing because we don't want to see that easy of a fight for him. We want to see how good is he? Has he still got it? Can he come back and beat people like Wilder and Joshua? The 2015 version of Fury, yeah, you would have said absolutely. Absolutely no problem, but you don't really know what he's got left in the tank because he's fighting guys that uh, shouldn't really be getting in the ring with him at this stage of his career and their respective careers. You expect him to fight bigger fighters. You can appreciate he's lost a lot of weight. It was 27 stone about 10 months ago, and now he's come down to 18.6 that he weighed in today for this fight. Massive achievement, of course, massive, massive achievement. And obviously, that's going to come with certain factors of stamina issues. Will stamina be an issue in the fight? And a part of me obviously thinks I can understand why they're taking these fights against guys that shouldn't really be in the ring with them at this stage because they want to see whether he can last the rounds they want to get the rounds in but you just get the feeling he's just going to finish the fight when he wants to finish it a bit similar to the Safari fight a couple of months back I think that's the way this is going to go down to be honest but I'm happy to see him back I've always said that I've always wanted him to come back ever since the start of the year when we did the uh, the boxing wishlist episode it was it was one guy I wanted to see come back in the ring and get back to the heights that he was before Four. So we'll see. Tomorrow night, will he get the win? Will Deontay Wilder confront him in the ring after the fight? Will the fight get announced on Monday? Plenty of questions to be answered. I'm sure we're going to find out tomorrow night. I'd like to hear what your thoughts are on this one. So give me a tweet at Sean Basso ESPR uh, at BTR Boxing Pod. Tweet me either on any of them or two accounts or find me on the Facebook page at Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast. You can find me on there. Tell me what you think. Do you genuinely think this is a nice easy fight for him tomorrow? Do you you genuinely believe he's got a chance to beat someone like Wilder at this stage of his career? Can he come back and be as good as he was? I want to know what everybody else's thoughts are on that, so I'd love to hear from you guys that are listening to the podcast. But let's have a look what else is on the card there tomorrow then. There is quite a few fights on that card tomorrow night. I think you want to go back and, like I said earlier, it is quite a decent card. I mean, you've got Steve Collins Jr. on the card. Son of a legend, Steve Collins Jr. tomorrow night against undefeated Stephen Ward, which should be uh, a pretty tasty affair, to be honest. Steve Collins Jr.'s lost against Paddy McDonough on points. That was last year. But he's since come back and he's since got two victories. And now he's looking to continue on with his career against Stephen Ward. Big, big, big fight for Ireland tomorrow? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely a big fight for Ireland tomorrow. This is his card is packed with, you know, some great Irish up-and-comers, some great Irish stars, some great Irish well-established fighters on there tomorrow. So I am genuinely looking forward to the 
these sacrifices and this is one that I, I think will be a good one tomorrow Stephen Ward uh, and Steve Collins Jr is another good one to, to look out for tomorrow night and we've also got the return of Luke Keeler tomorrow uh, we haven't got um, I can't remember who his opponent is now I was going to say yeah, we haven't got an opponent we have but I can't remember who it is uh, I haven't had a chance to actually check obviously he's looking to continue his uh, rise to ascension you know obviously he's, he's had what one two three four five but five wins on the bounce since he lost to Tom Doran in Liverpool back in 2016 he beat Conrad Cummings in the last switch was for the WBO European middleweight title so he obviously is looking to continue to, to rise up the rankings he's got a little bit of a way to go before he sort of gets to you know get into sort of the European title fights I think but I think uh, another win tomorrow just takes him that one step further and then you've got the likes of Marco McCullough on the bill tomorrow Sam Maxwell on the bill Conrad Cummings who we've just been speaking about tomorrow he's going against Nicky Jemman Isaac Lowe back on the card there tomorrow that's an interesting one obviously we was, uh, we've got his bout with Ryan uh, Ryan Walsh coming up uh, which is on the 27th of October so this is a good tune up for him I think uh, going back in you know obviously shaking a bit of ring rust off there from Lowe but also going over to Ireland to do it uh, you've also got two debutants on the card Stephen Donnelly and Sean McCune tomorrow I don't think you'll see them on BT Sport if I'm being honest with them being debutant fights they'll probably be very early on on the bill uh, if not the first two fights on the bill so you're probably not going to get to see them tomorrow but again stat card great few Irish fighters on there tomorrow I am genuinely looking forward to, to the card tomorrow I do think it's a pretty decent card and I, I think well a lot of people are all going to be talking about Tyson Fury and Wilder I think we, we need to sort of head back to the top of the bill really and think about Carl Frampton and where he goes if he beats Luke Jackson tomorrow do we want to see the fight with Leo Santa Cruz again oh yeah damn right I'd love to see it I'd love to see this fight with Leo Santa Cruz honestly it'd be it'd be amazing to get them two in the rubber match I mean the first two fights have been fantastic that would be great I'd love to see it I'd love to see a third fight between these two I suspect maybe that might not happen because obviously we're going to have Josh Warrington over there tomorrow keeping a very close eye on this fight it does look like there's a potential for that fight to come about which I think could be a fantastic fight as well I've said it on the podcast after Josh Warrington beat Lee Selby I said that'd be a cracking fight between them two and they wouldn't take a back step either uh, it'd be great 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 fight and I think that's where we're going to see this go for Kyle Frampton should he win tomorrow night so that is the bill for Belfast and the homecoming tomorrow night great little bill really looking forward to it um, obviously there's not been a lot of boxing on recently so it's uh, it's just been really catching up with some of the uh, the news and gossip that's been going on I think and I think a lot, again a lot of it's just all been about Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder this week you know given where we are at the moment but I've not really heard a lot about Andy Joshua funnily enough this week it's um, been pretty quiet on that front but there's always stuff going on all the time it's actually you know there's so much coming up I think in the next few months the new boxing season is looking very exciting and I'm absolutely excited to, to be a part of of Eat Sleep Boxing Repeat and be on the Rocks Boxing Podcast to cover as much as we possibly can so that's going to be a, a really really good one but let's just sort of see what's been going on uh, in the past week again a lot of it's mainly been based around this fight this weekend because this is sort of the biggest bill I think that's going on especially in Europe anyway this weekend I think we uh, I think we want to sort of cover off what are the bits and bats of stuff we've got going on I think we we want to sort of talk about a potential fights that are going on in the future one that's been announced this week uh, no dates announced but very teasingly 
posters put out from different sources. Floyd Mayweather put one out on his Instagram about Giovanni Davies versus Abner Mares uh, for the WBA Junior Lightweight title, which I think could be uh, a decent fight if that comes off. I think that'll be a really, really good fight if, if, if that comes off. A lot of teasing going on. Interesting. Could that be uh, another great fight? Alexander Huskeg uh, has been talking about this Tony Bellew fight this week, or his promoter, should I say, have talked about November the 10th and November the 17th as two potential dates that they've discussed with Eddie Hearn for a fight with Bellew. Again, talked about this in the last few weeks, and again, exciting, yeah, definitely, definitely exciting fight, I hope that gets made, and I do hope it's November, and um, we've got Scott Quigg looking to make his return, which is quite interesting, I hope to see Scott back in the ring will he ever reach the dizzy heights of world champion again <laughs> short answer is with the current crop of champions I don't think he will but I do hope to see him back because I'm a big supporter of Scott always have been apparently Sugar Ray Leonard is in talks to become part of the Dazzan team for Matchroom USA boxing events that's uh, quite an interesting one it'd be a bit of a coup for Eddie Hearn if we could get Sugar Ray Leonard on the uh, on the broadcasting team there for that. We've also heard that Adonis Stevenson next light heavyweight title defence is against Alexander Grzvik, scheduled for December the 1st in Montreal. Cracking fight. You know, I was just talking about this uh, on the last episode about Adonis Stevenson frustrates me because he never gets into to fights very often and this is a great fight for him. This is a fantastic fight, a fight that I think me and Hamed both would agree would be a great fight for the light heavyweight division. So, yeah, great, great few bits of stuff going on this week, I think. I think I want to sort of end it there, really, and, and again, just sort of reiterate what I said at the start of this little preview podcast, and just for everybody to get in touch on our Twitter accounts at BTR Boxing Pod, on the Facebook account at Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast. You can tweet me direct at Sean Basto ESBR. Uh, email us, Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to do this QA podcast episode, and I'd really, really want to get the thoughts and opinions of a lot of people because, you know, I see a lot of stuff go on on Facebook and Twitter and, you know, all the different social media channels. I see a lot of opinions, but I'd, I'd I want you to direct them. <laughs> direct them at me. I want to know what your thoughts are. I want to know what I can answer on this podcast episode. What you think my thoughts are on the current heavyweight scene, any division, the World Boxing Super Series, who the best fighter is of all time, anything really. It'd be really great to hear from everybody. Uh, and as always, I want you to follow us at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter, Facebook again, Beyond the Rocks Boxing Podcast. You know where to find us. We're on SoundCloud, we're on Stitcher, we're on iTunes, we're on YouTube's Eat Sleep Box and Repeat channel. We're everywhere. So get rating us, get reviewing us, and please just get subscribing to us. We'll be back on Sunday night with Hamed in tow for uh, analysis of tomorrow night's action. We'll be previewing what's coming up in the next couple of weeks uh, and hopefully we'll have a couple of emails or tweets to read out on this coming week's episode. But fight fans, I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. I hope you are too. See you on Sunday.
Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.